podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. everyone, it's March 19, 2021, and you're watching me, Nikki Yuno, also known as Faces Trader, here on the Awesome 10X Global Market Update. It's already Friday, so just wanted to share to everyone that every Friday, we do have a free Friday class. So go to our YouTube channel, 5.30pm Philippine time, and you'll see my topic today. My topic today is to teach you... Selling put options as a strategy and collecting awesome 10x winners for March 19, 2021. This is our topic. I'll discuss you why it's it's not a bull market in 2021. It's a choppy market. Gonna discuss about the 1.75% yields, the nightmare on Wall Street. I'm um, gonna teach you guys how to handle a put selling, um, what we are planning to short, uh, which are the zombie stocks. <clears throat> It's an interesting uh, class. So um, those are the things that we will be discussing. And we're going to wait for the right timing uh, and give you the thesis on why we think that these names are not good. At the same time, there are very great companies that are super great that we want to collect. These are awesome 10x winners and we would love to actually um, accumulate them just like Kathy Wood would. Um, ARK Invest fund manager Kathy Wood has a huge bet on Teladoc and we do agree with her bet that the North American telehealth market size has been growing and will continue to grow for the next foreseeable 7 to 10 years and owning the Tesla of uh, telehealth which isn't Amazon which is Teladoc is one of the best ways to uncover that. So very strong results uh, positioning Teladoc Primary 360 for success. It's a new approach to primary care. You could do diagnosis, refer, coordinate, monitor, manage, wellness and prevention. They already have so many clients and the early commercial traction has already done well as of January 2021. Initial outcomes, you can early detect chronic diseases. 50% of all the hypertension diagnoses were first time. Greater than 70 distinct diagnosis, 30% engagement, huge net promoter score. When you say 95 NPS, you're in the league of Apple, Tesla, Starbucks, Nike, the best of the best. Top five concerns, obesity, hypertension, anxiety, depression, diabetes. These are all addressed by Teladoc's health solutions, which tells you that the total addressable market is very huge. The care coordination to Teladoc services, 10%. In-network specialist, 20%. This one is actually a clip from uh, a very good um, a very good video. I want you to see this video um, by Cash Gains Academy. Um, the $2.4 billion bet by Kathy Wood. Very strong buy, I think. So I agree with that. Um, and yes, I do agree with this, that we are only scratching the surface when it comes to U.S. memberships. Significant growth will come across your telehealth and chronic conditions. 
you already know that Teladoc bought Livongo last year and uh, that addressed your diabetes and hypertension white space. But then again, the market rests with about more than 52 million and 18 million potential users of current Teladoc clients. So this is the population, 70 million. So the enrollees as of third quarter 2020 were 500,000. The U.S. population is 320 million. We are seeing, in my view, um, if Netflix disrupted streaming, if Amazon disrupted e-commerce and cloud computing, and Microsoft did the same to uh, personal computers, cloud computing, work productivity, I think that you have to understand that when it comes to telehealth services, Teladoc is the stark number one. And in Q3 2020, Teladoc Health actually had doubled the visits from its closest competitor, the second place is Amwell. So a few things, of course, um, with, with the markets gyrating, we are seeing as well Tesla consolidating in this perhaps consolidation channel. The highest 890, the current low here is about 540. We do see a potential drop on Tesla. It could retest here at about 550, 560, or even lower here at about $500, or at worst, maybe here at about 390 or about 430 and 330. I think as awesome Tenex investors, as we always say, preparation is better than predicting the rain. And so we would love this rainfall if it happens to Tesla in the next three to six months. So um, Tesla is now actually exploring if it could succeed in India. This is a CNBC coverage. You can check it out yourselves. Um, but they were saying that Tesla needs to partner with somebody. And actually, people were already arguing that Tesla would likely um, partner with Tata Motors. However, India's um, average purchase price for a car is still just $12,000 very low from the current lowest pricing of tesla which is thirty thousand. now i would agree that tesla models could still go lower i've been watching some videos that they're saying that tesla can have a twenty five thousand dollar car as battery production lowers within the next five to ten years i look forward to that next 10 years so um very strong secular trends here um just uh understand what you're buying if you understand collecting winners, I'd be happy to talk about getting some Palantir here, about $22 all the way to $20. So the drops last night of about um, related to the yield spike of 1.75% is something that Awesome 10X is actually prepared for. And some of us actually um, saved a lot of cash, uh, others even 100% cash in preparation for this potential sell-off this 2021. So we're ready for a crash. So um, of course, there's also a good interview. If you haven't, check it out. Um, the Investing Opportunity um, is a good video. Uh, they made a 30-minute video. I want to actually, you to actually listen to the last three minutes of what Alex Karp is saying uh, to all their uh, investors. Watch um, this part here and a liquid i'm very happy for them and it makes my life better too because i don't i feel even freer i don't have to wake up in their service every day here country i believe and to some extent one and we are to some extent battling away with short-termism on wall street which i think is one of the most destructive corrosive attributes of, a, of an otherwise uh interesting and largely functioning system we told the Wall Streeters to, that we will we will we we will we will we, fo we will focus on building the long term health of our company that we are going to invest 
uh, in our in our in our product development and in our clients uh, uh, first and foremost. Uh, and then you know you just have to battle it out with them. But you know I would say from the perspective of Palantir, we've been at this a long time. I have a lot of people at Palantir who stayed at Palantir uh, because they believed in our company, and to some because they believed for reasons that sometimes are hard just to understand, and I struggled to understand, and they believed in me. And they, unlike many people in tech, their share price was both going in the wrong direction and a liquid, and they stayed for years and years and years and years. And now those people uh, have shares that are actually quite valuable, and I'm very proud of that. And, you know, I think despite the fact that we have to battle it out, you know, we've been battling it out with Silicon Valley and Venture for people now we have to battle out the short-termism of, of, uh, of, of some some people, not all people on Wall Street. Uh, and, you know, that's, that may be the price, but I'll tell you, um, you know, the fact that these people at Palantir that have been at Palantir for a long time that stayed while all their friends who may not be helping the world very much were making big money and their share price was both in the wrong direction and a liquid, I'm very happy for them. And it makes my life better, too, because I don't I feel even freer. I don't have to wake up in their service every day or still wake up in their service, but I don't feel imprisoned by my responsibility to free them from a share price that was pretty bad for them. So it's, it's you know, it's a mixed bag um, in some ways, but I think for most people at Palantir, especially the people who built the company below me, it, it's, been a, it's been very important for them. And I view that as very important for me too. And if the price is we've got to move our battle from exposing Silicon Valley's weaknesses to exposing the short-termism of, 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 of some people on Wall Street, then that, that's the price. You've been in the crosshairs in a good way uh, on the Wall Street bets, Reddit forum. Did you keep an eye on that? Is there, is there an aspect where you worry, gosh, it's been too hot in the short term, that means next year people are going to be asking me why the share price is falling? Do, do you worry about that? Well, I mean, of course you worry about a lot of things when you're somewhat neurotic and introverted. I'm not saying it's never occurred to me, but I have a lot of other worries that, that worry me a lot more. And I like the so-called retail investors for lots of reasons. First of all, unlike many people, they're investing their own money with no safety net. Many of them are engineers, so they actually go out and evaluate our product. And by the way, they they dispel a lot of kind of what I would call slanderous critiques of uh, of, of Palantir written by people that don't ever seem to have engaged with our product. And so I really like these people. I'm very happy we DPO'd. Uh, you know, I, is, is some of, you know, when you DPO, you give investors a chance to make money and not just big hedge funds on Wall Street. I'm very proud that normal people uh, investing their own money with their own risk, making their own opinion, made a lot of money. And I'm working and we are working at Palantir for a long term outcome. I would I would say to everybody, you, audience, retail investors, we're in this for the long haul. If you are speculating or you are, you know, or you're thinking about the short term, you there are plenty of other things to invest in. We're building the company we believe in. We're gonna do it for the long haul. There'll be ups and downs. My lawyers won't let me say more than that, but it's obvious. And uh, if you want something else, it's a huge world. Buy some other stock. You don't have to buy Palantir. No one's forcing you. We're completely liquid. Do something else. I mean, um, I, I just love the gall of uh, the CEO. I've always liked Alex Carp ever since I've been watching Palantir, even before they did a direct listing. We do have a direct listing analysis on um, on Palantir. So in case this is your first time watching the channel, please take a look at our awesome 10x coverage on Palantir. We got in at about $9 to $10 once when it got a direct listing. 
so far it's uh it did go to about almost forty dollars um and you could see from the chart that um it has been volatile you could see that uh from about nine to ten dollars where we got got in uh it rallied to thirty right to about forty four dollars and then back down to about twenty two so it has corrected fully corrected fifty percent even falling as low as about nineteen eighty uh during march five I'd be happy to get this on a 50% drop from its peak, even if it, even if uh, volatility can even render it to go down further at about uh, below 20. I do think that um, for those who don't know Palantir, uh, just check out Gotham Foundry and uh, understand the softwares that they're doing and the clientele that they've got. So it's really about, uh, it's your prerogative and your uh, decision to uh, understand what you are putting your money into. Okay, so um, that's one. That's one company and um, Alien Technology, Alien Included, Disaster Response, Rogue Traders, Insider Threats, Cyber Attacks, Data ex, uh, Exfiltration, Come to Our Planet, Palantir.com, Your Nightmares Meet Our Platform. So um, this is just one of their posters. I think like everyone in the Reddit community also love them and um, they see a Tesla uh, and it's not unlikely why Peter Thiel um elon musk and alex scarp are all actually friends so um just something for you guys to know about now i showed this chart Kraft heinz just because um i was taking a look at our favorite fund manager which is michael burry michael burry has been buying some Kraft heinz shares uh, perhaps in anticipation of what he foresees a huge market bubble which i don't disagree with um, so just wanted to share that um, what exactly is Kraft Heinz for those who don't know who Kraft Heinz is. Kraft Heinz Products is one of the largest conglomerate um, in the world. It's not just in the Philippines, not just in the U.S. So you could see that these are the products that they do. Baking and desserts, beverages, cream cheese, ketchup, mac and cheese, some meat, some nuts and snacks, some salad dressings, and more items. So you can see a lot of things in the Kraft Heinz. These are their brands, AI Worcestershire Sauce, um, Bocca, Cheese Whiz, Heinz Ketchup, Good Seasons, Jello, HP Sauce. So um, typically, you buy um, companies Tabasco, Planters Nuts, Philadelphia Cream Cheese, The Miracle Whip. You buy these companies when you actually foresee chaos because these are essential products. You don't see a huge growth. You just see value for what it's worth. So Kraft Heinz, let's understand why would uh, Mr. Burry buy this. From $100, it fell to as low as $20 or 80% in the last three years. And so far, we're going to get in at about $35 to $39 or roughly 60% below the $100. Let's ask ourselves, will Kraft Heinz go back to $100 or even at $50 to $60, can we make some 20% money with a 20% downside risk? Can I even get in at $30? So how do we determine whether Kraft Heinz is a buy? Okay. Why don't we read some news on Kraft Heinz, the company? The third largest food and beverage company in North America, the fifth largest food and beverage company in the world, the ticker symbol is KHC. The CEO is Miguel Patricio, July 1, 2019. So there was a change in uh, management and Kraft is always um, compared to Kellogg's, Unilever, uh, Kraft Foods, General Mills, so yeah, ketchups. 
So these are their brands, Kraft Heinz, tomato ketchup, Kraft mayonnaise, um, some mustard. Let's make life delicious. Cool Aid. That's uh, this is their business. So Kraft One and Kraft Two. So we're talking about just the um, just the coffee. So let's take a look at what the food business is saying on these condiments. Kraft Heinz is confidently optimistic that mac and cheese will continue to go up. Okay, stocks go up, Kraft Heinz goes up. Kraft Heinz gave an outlook of a mid-single-digit organic net sales growth for the fiscal year. They didn't offer a guidance. Um, they expected 2021 results to be ahead of their company's strategic plan. The momentum has been building. We're cash rich. Okay, um, we've got a net income of $600 million, equivalent to 50 cents on our common stock. This is down 34% year on year uh, in the third quarter related to pending cheese transactions and some gain on sale on some natural cheese business last year. Despite this uh, negative impact on currency, our net sales actually rose 6%. Um, the stock price is $30 as of October 29, up from um, nothing. Uh, and then the United States sales increased 7%. Organic net sales increased 12% in retail. Our food service, of course, your restaurants got closed, so declined 46% in the second quarter. As for their supply chain, they've, they've uh, adapted, responded um, to the demand for their products. We've successfully been able to drive the road at 90 miles per hour, keep it up with the demand, and show it in, in spades, our agility, our ownership. Um, our supply constraints like cold cuts, cream cheese, mac and cheese, and stuffing were all relieved supplies. And we expect to even go double, triple-digit investment dollars, improving our capacity by 2021. In the international market, we made gains uh, prioritizing Russia and Brazil. Net sales increased 4%. In Canada, sales declined flattish about 2%. There was lower coffee and food service shipments, offsetting the price gains in our strong platform growth. Um, in terms of individual categories, we've got expanded um, to taste elevation, easy meals made better, real food snacking, fast fresh meals, easy indulgent desserts, and flavorful hydration. This fits the bill to Nikki Yu, who doesn't know how to cook, so instant meals. Okay, um, which includes ketchup, mayonnaise, mustard, nut spreads, jams, hot sauces. Market share for taste elevation grew in 70% where it competes in the third quarter. Um, there. Okay, so they said that they've got net income of $1.44 per share. That means that at $30, you're paying about 20 times price-to-earnings ratio. It's not expensive. Um, that's why perhaps um, that's why maybe Michael Burry bought it at thirty dollars in the first place. Okay, so um, let's understand more. Does this company give some dividends? Da 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 da. Go to finvis.com. KHC. KHC is a company that my dad would buy because he likes these types of cash-rich companies. Uh, companies that he can understand. Market cap of $48 billion, Income is stable. You've got a book value of $40. You've got dividend yields of about 4% a year. You've got cash per share of about $3. You've got income. You do a dividend history. You could see that the company pays eventually. Uh, earnings per share will grow uh, with the expansion of those meals a lot of people also uh, over made an overweight uh, call to about $40 reward solid and innovations and um, 
Okay, so let's see. Can it continue? Announcing nomination of new board members. Um, why is one of America's favorite hot dog brands up for sale? Here's how Berkshire Hathaway handles their Kraft Heinz position. So you've got the luminaries like Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, and Michael Burry both loving in to the value play of Kraft Heinz. Let's take a look at the last um, two years. You could see the revenues have been stable at about $25 billion. So let's assume that this year it's still at $25 billion. We're paying a two times price to sales company with income there about 20 times. It's not dirt cheap, but it's not um, dirt ex it's not expensive sky high either. And so maybe that's the reason why they're buying in. Um, you could also understand that their competition, which is Conagra Brands, is looking to sell some of their hot dog brands as Conagra wants to go into the faster growing eating trends, meaning millennial snacking, more frozen foods. Um, I actually, guys, like Conagra Foods and Kellogg's. So um, in terms of studying these types of industries, um, I made a buy call on Conagra. I remember it about 24 to 27 last year. Um, last year, so it was, um, whoops, close this. Yeah, here, I was buying here 24 to 27. Um, right now it's 37, so it already went up. Conagra is now trading at about, um, 1.5 times price to sales, also 3% divs. So, in fairness, you do make some money. I also made a buy call on Kellogg's at about $60.63. Wala, tulog pa ako, Kellogg's, hanggang ngayon. So we were look uh I gave a buy call because Kellogg's is very strong on incognito. Kellogg's is also uh doing well on their um they've got Kellogg's owns your Pringles, Kellogg's owns your um snack brands like Boom Chica Pop. Tama ba? Tama ba guys? I studied this kasi last year pa eh. or 2019 ko pa to inaral. Actually it's here. Uh medium uh, just go to Kellogg's Nikiu. I have it in Spotify. I also have it in my Medium. Sometimes, uh, if it's a 2019 uh, idea, I might have published it in my Medium blog. But these days, I publish it in my Awesome 10X. Not as a blog form, but as a class form. But I'm, uh, I, I believe in Kellogg's Conagra companies yeah and a lot of people talked about it it's not just a serial play actually so you are wrong if you think that uh, Kellogg's is just simply a serial company uh, it's not mm, I'm not sure if I published it or if it was in my draft form published I'm not sure if medium can do a search only on my published versions but yeah so there more earnings calls uh, on Kellogg's after the 3Q19. Yeah. I I actually am of the view that there is a huge trend on um on uh, there's a huge secular trend on frozen food and plant-based brands and that is captured by your uh, Kellogg's. So these are it the, the Pop-Tarts, the Morning Star. Yeah, actually right now even at uh, $60 Kellogg's if you are more of a if you are interested in um in safe play and um, consumer staples. I'm okay with that. I like this one, oh, the leaf jerky. 
It's um it's like beef jerky but it's plants. It's plant protein. It's all leaf. Morningstar Farms is innovative in my view. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is owned by Kellogg's. And I remember they have the nutrition bar. Um I like the nutrition bar that they own. Um they bought a nutrition bar firm uh nutrition bar. They bought it eh. Uh, and they made a lot of money on it. Like, they had a $6 billion question. There, the RX bar, yeah. So, the, the RX bar is one of the reasons why I liked it. They bought it at $600 million. And um, the RX bar actually gave um, at least 200 to $300 million of sales in its two years. So, it's really a very good acquisition on Kellogg's part. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I still remember the things I talked about two years ago. Yep. Um, Berkshire Hathaway is a company that invested in Kraft Heinz. So um, despite earning $40 billion, Berkshire didn't do a sizable acquisition. Um, their top five, um, they said, still was Kraft Heinz was the most significant investment uh, with a $40 billion market cap. 2020, they said that the stock closed at $38 per share. We exclude our Kraft Heinz, which we have 325 million shares of. Um, this is our largest in market value because Berkshire is already part of the control group. Um, Berkshire holds investments in this. That's one of the reasons why it's no more there. It's so big. 300 million shares times 40, they have like $12 billion on a $40 billion company. Surely, surely Mr. Buffett believes that this company is a $100 billion company. So um, they bought a lot. Condiments, sauces, cheese, dairy, meals, meats, refreshment beverages, coffee, grocery products. And Berkshire now owns 27% of all outstanding shares. My goodness. In other words, this stock will go to the moon. <laughs> Joke lang, guys. Um, it's just an undervalued company. So solid demand operating model. I think that if you are a doomsday prepper, I just wanted you to know that there, uh, there is a company so forth called Kraft Heinz. I have more ideas for you, but time's up, 25 minutes. See you later, uh, 5.30 p.m. Philippine time. Let me answer some questions before we end. Have you heard of Yala? I saw it in the screens, but I haven't studied this. I think it's a small company. Um, is it a healthcare-related company? Not, I'm not quite sure. Let me see. Yala. What does Yala do? I'm very bad when it comes to biotech. So if this is a biotech, I'm sorry about that. Yala is software application, United Arab Emirates, 5 to 25. Very strong moves for the month, but they haven't studied it. So $3 billion software company. Lychee stock rips after Citron compares this company to Clubhouse and Roblox. You know, somebody asked me about Litsi as well, um, and I said I didn't know much about it. Um, I know Clubhouse. I know Roblox. I don't know Litsi. Litsi? Um, no, no about it. Mm, live streaming company. What did they say? It's a cross-section of Clubhouse, Roblox, and now dating. And then, um, why is it important? It compares favorably with Yala, which is rising 
I know nothing about these two companies. Oh, and there's a takeover talk for GameStop to buy eSports Entertainment. I'll be happy with that. Um, if this is your first time here, remember that I made a buy call on Gamble at about $4 to $7. GMBL is now trading at about $17. So um, I'm happy to be validated. I talked about betting on the eSports Entertainment category and GMBL passed my test. If you um, want to go back to that buy call, it was um, betting on sports. Uh, let me see what, what date it was so that you could check it. Um, the, the business of sports betting. That's the name of, um, of the title. Uh, sport betting stocks, June 4, 2020. Try to search. Um, I discussed about esports. Uh, oh, sorry. I talked about... Oh, in this case, I was talking about DraftKings and GAN and legalization of gambling, PEN, National GAN, Boyd, the casinos. I talked about the business of esports. Uh, wait lang, guys. It was probably in the other uh, slides. Wait, uh, let me see. Okay, let me do a cross-promotion here. If this is your first time, go to awesome10x.com. Why should you get started now and why should you uh, join us? Because when you log in... Inside the Awesome 10X, you get an access, a category of all my classes, and you can actually do a lot of search. So example, I need to search for Gamble. Um, I'm not sure if I did it as in Gamble. Uh, I'm not sure if I put it as in Gamble. I don't think I put the ticker symbol on. But um, I, did, uh, I did talk about it in about June. So I'm going to search it for you on a monthly category. So this is what you'll see, um, a lot of uh, classes, a lot of discussions, and industry understanding. And when you ask me about Roblox, yes, we covered Roblox. So those are important things to understand. The business of sports betting, I discussed this. Uh, casinos, I discussed this earlier. So um, let me try to find out which date it was. This is June. Um, Saragon. Business of sports betting, hmm. mainstreaming, industry deep dives, sympathy. This one, May 21, Redefining Sports and Entertainment. This is that class. Redefining Sports and Entertainment because I was discussing, guys, that in the future, you cannot help but define sports and entertainment actually as esports. So I was saying that in May 21, 2020, um, you've got a lot of interesting companies. Um, well, I also discuss about the trends on Fortnite, PUBG, Cocomella, and all, those, all of those things. Animal Crossing, how to make some money on the mobile games. Of course, obviously, C-Limited was a, a, an e-play, e-sports play. Um, but yeah, I discussed, I discussed Gamble. Hmm. Where, wait. Where was it? Livelihood, the reopening. Did I say it here? Or it is, is it here? I think about... Um, I'm sure I discussed it. Uh, I just can't remember what day that class was. And, I, I, and I may, I'm even sure that I did a free Friday class on it. I made a free Friday class on it. So it, it fell on a Friday. 
So it wasn't May. It's probably in June or July. Was it June or July? Let's see, June. June, Facebook, electrification, razor, portnoy tops, corrections, and face. Anyway, just so you know. Yo, there, there one. Esports Entertainment Group. Bad guys finish strong and company profile I discuss Esports Entertainment Group. June 5, 2020. If you wanted to check it out, uh, it just so happens that uh, June 5, 2020 was also an awesome 10x free Friday class. So, um, what's the name of the class? Uh, bad guys finish strong. You can see it here. Uh, awesome 10x, bad guys finish strong. Hmm. You're supposed to see it in YouTube channel. Or if you can't see it, then you could see it here straight uh, in slides. Let me show to you our thesis on this. Bad guys finish strong there. June 5, 2020. And a bonus company profile on Esports Entertainment Group. So I discuss about the bad guys, um, how you could make money on them. And um, this one, Gamble Esports Entertainment Group. Talked about esports betting being a huge thing. Uh, acknowledging that Round Hill Sports Betting ETF was a great idea. So these were the companies that I thought were great. DraftKings, GAN, Flutter, Cambi, Penn National Gaming. And a small company which was... Um, Gamble, GMBL. So I talked about Esports Entertainment Group. Esports Entertainment Group actually allows you to do sports betting like these. Esports betting, let's say you're doing Counter-Strike Go. So um, Counter-Strike, League of Legends, Dota, Call of Duty, Overwatch, PUBG, Hearthstone, Arthcraft. So they're a licensed online gambling company. So you're uh, legalizing esports betting is something that's, that I believe was happening. And um, this is one of the reasons why I, was, uh, why, why I had a view that um, Gamble would be a very good way to move and, uh, and as well as Lockbox. So GMBL. Um, yeah, and happy to say that GMBL is right now trading at $17 or $20, is it? Um, $16. So yeah. So from 7 to 4, uh, we, we felt that, yeah, it was really a good uh, buying opportunity for GMBL. <clears throat> okay, there's more. Uh, let me see if there are more questions. Hi, Nikki. Um, what do you think about bingo? Will the earnings reports on March 23 go up? I think that people will sell their BNGO at about 10. Uh, I actually shorted. I sold some BNGO at, of bingo. So BNGO, I felt, was a buy at 6, but it was a sell at about 9 to 10. Some of us actually shorted some BNGO here about $9. Think that, I think that we'll cover it at about 8 to $6. So lower price. Um, if your price is about 5 or 7, you should be fine. But you should understand that the market volatility might be a choppy market. So um, there will be people who will second-guess BNGO. Um, my bullish theory on BNGO has to do with the sapphire, uh, the software. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, but understand that people are also going to take profit some way, somehow. How will the rising yields affect the markets? The markets will fall very clearly uh, rising yields affect your risk-free rate which means that your equity valuations would fall and um, it's not just about the rising yields the fact that the market is actually in bubble territory you've got a real housing crisis you've got a real nft bubble so 
we actually talked, discussed about this very intensely in our inner circle, which is why I think a lot of our inner circle members are happily making some money off of the drops. You can see um, some testimonials here. Um, this is an awesome tes testimonial. Shorted many names, up $7,000 on a market sell-off. Shorted the Trade Desk, Ehang, Enphase, Pubmatics, um, Digital Turbine, Blink, Grow Generation, Danimer. BNGO was shorted. Yep. Um, you could see that we also shorted a lot of TTD, the Trade Desk. This is an awesome 10 extent testimonial. Testimonial of shorts, the Trade Desk, where Horse Hexo was sold down. We sold it down. Um, and of course, mga kababayan ko, Filipinos and non-Filipinos, just wanted to share to you that I do have an eToro account and um, so far I opened it January 2021 upon the prodding of people to open an account and um, they said they wanted to copy trade me. So I opened it, I entered some money up about 12.6% and then I, I took profits first. Uh, this was a span of about two months and... Um, Ayan no, kala mo your short is screwed, yung pala tama, so congrats, ayan naman. Uh, so that, those are a few things that we did. Um, and, and, yeah, you could see, ayan no, puro short eh. We shorted the markets. We, we mostly shorted the markets. Short magnet, short grow generation, puro mga digital advertising shorts. Um... It just extended. Even the parents are happy that, look, my daughter learned how to short sell. Yes, we teach young kids as well to learn how to invest globally and how to do short selling if necessary. So, ayun, uh, very strong moves. This is a happy shorter. Uh, we, upon prodding, we told them to short Plug Power, F-Sell. Uh, Plug Power actually reinstated their accounting, so sure patay yan. Skills, uh, very expensive na kasi at $35 or $40 eh. Tilray, F-Cell, Magnite, Grow Generation, Run. Sunrun was expensive. We took some profits off the side. You could see all of these profits are actually shorts. Those are shorts. Shorts win. Kaboom. Ayan, no? puro short yan. When you see a negative here, that is ano, um, that is the actual change in price on that day. Negative 11% drop on nano dimension. Uh, and market value, when you see negative 10K, it means it's shorting nano dimension. $10,000 worth of nano dimension was shorted. $10,000 of sun power was shorted. Etsy, Hexo, Sunrun, Recourse Tillery, uh, drones like UAVS, Futu Tiger. Yeah. You could see. Tada! You could see all the shorts. It's all in our inner circle uh, and also uh, sharing on our uh, Faces Trader Twitter profile. So, yun. Um, and I'm happy to say that the clients who copy traded me likes to say that it was literally make money while sleeping. Because um, eToro allows you to do copy trades. So, ito, um, in this copy trade format, um, there was a client who um, copy traded me. Oops, sorry. Uh, and let's see um, how that copy trade went. Copy trade means that um, you just simply click copy and, and eToro will already copy everything. So, paano ba yun? Teka lang ha. Actually, nag-copy siya, tapos nag-up siya ng 20%. Sa kakakopya lang niya. So, um, tinuruan lang niya ako na mag- Mag -ano eh, na mag so I, I think I already reached my maximum AUM so some people cannot copy me anymore pero I will just um, I'll just reshare uh, I, I applied to the popular investor of eToro program already 
So uh, hopefully that could help uh, some people who wants to copy me. Iko yata na forward dito. Oh, andito yon sa uh, there's an awesome 10x. Sorry ah. Free community. So ayun siya. Ayun no. Can you see? So this guy deposited $20,000. Copy trade lang yan up 20% kasi he just copied my stocks. Kasi natatalo ako sa mga index CFDs eh. Up ako 20% on my stocks. So okay naman. Ayun. So you might want to copy my trades. If you want to just make money while sleeping, just click eToro e copy, open an account. Uh, yun. Oh, and if you're copying me, I'd share my eToro uh, uh, refer the friend invite. Because I think if I if you open an account, they'll give me fifty dollars. They have that referral link. So yun. Ayun lang. Forty minutes na guys. So thank you very much for asking me a lot of the questions. This uh thoughts of entering Twitter, Dada. I'm actually interested to buy Twitter right now at about six. Uh, last night at sixty six dollars. I felt that the market was gonna fall, so I I posted a lower entry price at sixty four. Dada thirty is great, I think. Um, but I think there's so many great opportunities. To be honest, and dami kong bids in the market right now, hoping to get hit. In the next coming days, a couple of bids that I'm putting in is Palantir at 21, Zoom at 300, Roblox at 60, all the way to 30 dollars, Palantir 21, all the way to 15. Um, dami guys, sobrang daming okay na company. Basa pinipilahan ko lang. Haven't gotten done. I'm mostly in cash right now, as I feel that the market could still fall further, but. I'm ready to buy companies I really want to hold for the long term. Okay, so see you again later, five thirty, five thirty to six thirty p.m. And I want to share to everyone, by the way, that tomorrow, March twenty, twenty twenty one, Saturday, I am part of the Lady Traders Confessions twenty twenty one. I'll be speaking about how to profit from market crash peaks. Potential market crashes, potential choppy markets in 2021. So do check it out in the Facebook page. Just check Lady Traders Confessions 2021. You can sign up, register, and watch our pre-recorded webinars tomorrow. And there's also going to be a live panel Q and A in case you have questions on my presentation. Thank you very much. That's it. Thank you very much. Lala.